Welcome to episode one of the Coaching Hive podcast. I am your host, Dr. Mora, and it is great to be here with you today. We look at topics and concerns that impact health coaches along their journey to guiding clients to improved health and wellness. The Coaching Hive empowers coaches to be focused with their learning intentions while maintaining forward business momentum. Here at the Coaching Hive, we strive to be effective, efficient, and have fun so that work becomes a joy and you still have time for the important things in your life, like your family, friends, and hobbies. Yes, I said hobbies. If you are thinking there isn't time for hobbies, you might be right. There have been seasons of life where hobbies weren't possible, and other seasons where I simply didn't work efficiently, effectively, and in a way that prioritized self-care. As an educator with over 15 years of experience and a coach instructor for the past six years, my schedule is always packed, and I have become an expert in efficiency. This podcast is rooted in learning and efficiency. In fact, to be more effective and efficient, each month we will focus on a new topic. That means 12 new learning topics a year and time to dig in without feeling overwhelmed. Let's talk a little bit about how the process works. The first week of each month, we will concentrate on getting on the same page and talking briefly about the topic, where we're headed, and maybe even completing an action item to get you in the mindset for the month. Then throughout the month, we'll zero in on the important concepts and details. We'll wrap up each month with a put it into action challenge. This challenge will give you a chance to put into practice what we have been talking about throughout the month in a very specific and detailed way. Now, just like me, you might be busy and you're listening to this podcast as you take care of other tasks. These podcasts will always be child-friendly, so go ahead and play it through your speaker while you fold clothes, prep your dinner, or make the bed. Now that we have those details out of the way and you know where we are headed, let's get started with this month's topic. In the beginning of a new year, we often find ourselves setting new goals, setting intentions for this to be the year that everything goes smoothly, and choosing a word for the year. Gosh, I see this all over my Facebook feed, and no, before you ask, I have never come up with a word for the year because I worry that it will lock me onto a path and I want the flexibility to grow throughout the year. But what this all boils down to is the idea that you're finding your focus. Just like we use focusing tools, such as agenda mapping with our coaching clients to help them find focus, we must also be intentional about finding focus. This month, the Coaching Hive podcast will be all about focusing for efficiency. Being focused and efficient often allows us to accomplish what we set out to do and without that feeling of overwhelm. What could be better? Let me give you a quick example of what I mean before we jump into all of the details. I love to learn and read. In fact, being a learner is my number one strength according to the Clifton Strengths Finder. This means that as a professor and instructor, I'm probably in the right career, but it also means that I am constantly piling up books, articles, websites, and podcasts to devour. The problem comes in that there is simply not enough time to go through everything that I pick out. 
I have to focus in on what is most important, set some priorities, and then also make some cuts. Not everything has to be read or listened to right now. Some items might even go on to an optional list for when I have some downtime. Without finding focus for my learning goals, it can feel overwhelming. The Harvard Business Review reports that feeling overwhelmed can actually lead to cognitive fatigue, difficulty thinking clearly or logically, and even mental slowness. None of these sound ideal, but you know what? There are ways to reduce overwhelm, and chief among them is to set boundaries. So tip number one for today, remove the items, tasks, or goals that do not serve you. In other words, finding your focus can help you be more effective. If you are reducing the cognitive fatigue and mental slowness of overwhelm, you will likely see an increase in efficiency as well. So think about a time when you were exhausted. That simple or maybe even complex task that you had to complete took you twice as long, right? As a coach instructor, I have the unique opportunity to provide health coaches with feedback and mentoring on their coaching sessions. This feedback, when I'm well-rested and not overwhelmed, flows with ease. It's something that I look forward to and genuinely love. When I'm overwhelmed, this same task becomes more mentally taxing. It just takes longer. I'm not being effective or efficient. And often I set this task aside and engage in some self-care so that when I return, I am effective and efficient. So start asking yourself where you need to find focus to improve your efficiency. Take five minutes, make a quick list of all of the items on your must-do list. Then answer a few questions. Is the task necessary? Is the task time sensitive? Could someone else do the task? Think about that last question. Can someone else do this task? Now, did your mind immediately skip to, no, I am the only one who can do this? What if you challenged your thinking a little bit? Is there someone who's capable of completing the task in an acceptable manner, even if it isn't done your way? I know, it's difficult. If you are located in the United States as I am, our individualist culture says that you need to do things yourself. If you are living in an individualist culture and are considered a minority, this makes the concept of delegating even more difficult. For instance, as a woman in business, it's easy to feel that you need to prove yourself by doing things yourself. Let me be the first to tell you, you deserve a seat at the table. You are just as worthy as anyone else. How about an example of how you can delegate and be okay with something that might be less than perfect in your eyes? As a psychology professor, I have a group of professors with whom I share class plans. We each build an online class for a specific course. We put together the tests, assignments, lessons, set up the grade book, create the syllabus and the schedule, and then we swap. This way, 
we're distributing the workload as we all teach several sections of multiple courses. And honestly, it does immensely cut down on the workload. It frees up hours, if not days, of course preparation. Now, the courses I receive are not always how I would create them, and the same goes for them. The student announcements might not be formatted just the way I like, but they're okay, they're effective, they work. It is a task that I can take off my list knowing that someone capable is handling it. This can take time. It can take a shift in mindset to implement. And I'll admit that I struggle a bit more with letting go of the laundry folding ideals that I have. I worked in retail as a teen, and I just like my shirts folded in a certain way. This is not the way our nine-year-old folds shirts. But the job gets done. I smile, thank him, and appreciate that he has helped without complaint. It is another task off my list. All of this to say that when you start to find focus by reducing overwhelm, you can move more efficiently through the must-dos on your list. The goals you set are more reasonable. You say no to items that aren't necessary or helpful to your goals. And you find yourself getting more done. So far, We've talked about finding focus by reducing overwhelm in our task lists. Whether that is delegating tasks to capable helpers, crossing tasks off completely that aren't necessary, or perhaps prioritizing them to be completed only when there's time. You are creating a more succinct list that feels infinitely more doable. But why stop with just one tip for today? Why would I make you wait when there's something that you can put into action today, even if you have just five minutes to spare? So another way to reduce overwhelm is to thoughtfully construct your working environment. You may have been told either growing up or as an adult that you should make your bed every morning It really starts the day off in a way that allows you to be focused and productive. It creates order. That's the key. Create order. In an article by Forbes, they recommend, among other things, to clear the clutter in your workspace to create a lower stress environment. One way to do this is to make sure that you are picking up your workspace each day. Even if you are one of those people who knows exactly where in a specific stack that specific piece of paper is, it takes time and mental energy to go through the stack and then replace the paper, likely on another stack that you now have to remember so that it can be found later on. Here's my question for you. What can you do today to bring more focus, efficiency, and less overwhelm to your work life? Well, as coaches, we often create physical and virtual stacks of things to do. What if you were to set a timer and take 30 minutes to get as much organized and stored as possible? So I tried this. One day it meant that I went through the books stacked up and I put them on the bookcase in the order that I wanted to read them from left to right. No longer was the cat pushing them off my desk. Another day, 
I did the same thing. I entered all of my receipts and tax documents before filing them away correctly. Another stack free from the cat's swiping paw. And another day, I tackled all of my client and student notes that I had sitting, ready to be entered. With each item that was stowed correctly, that weight of overwhelm lifted a bit more. You won't believe what a difference it makes. So let me give you another example. As some of you may know, as of this year, we are homeschooling our son. This has been such a fun adventure, and with all three of us working from home now, organization is key. During school time this week, we were getting agitated, unfocused, and honestly, downright cranky. So we took a time out, and I looked around. Our school workspace was a mess. There were projects in various stages of completion with note cards, library books, drafts, books to be read, completed books. There were spelling and vocab words. The whiteboard was filled with completed and to be completed math concepts for the day. It was in that moment of really looking up and looking around that I realized our space was contributing to our crankiness, our lack of focus and our lack of efficiency. So we set a timer for 20 minutes and worked together to get everything sorted. We put things in the correct bins. We binder clipped like papers together. We cleaned the whiteboard. We even vacuumed up the eraser crumbs. Then we walked away and had an afternoon snack. The change when we came back to work was nothing short of a 180 shift. We moved efficiently through our lessons at a time of day where things usually drag. We took joy in putting the final touches on that book report and figured out that stubborn math problem. Now, I freely admit that the hungry monster does play a role in our crankiness, but that was only one small component of this shift. Having a clean workspace to concentrate on one item without the other staring at us relieved the pressure and overwhelm. It allowed us to focus and be efficient When you are able to create a calm, peaceful work environment, the brain is better able to follow suit. So what is one stack of stuff that you could tackle today? Maybe you don't have 30 minutes, 20 minutes, or even 15. Take the five minutes that you do have and sort something. Here's my challenge for you today. When you have finished sorting your something, snap a picture of your cleaned space and send me an email at mora at behealthyhive.com so that we can celebrate together. Post your picture on social media. Share your win with the world. So with that task in mind, let's wrap up this episode of the Coaching Hive podcast. To summarize, our focus for this month will be on creating efficiency through finding focus. We talked about the concept of reducing overwhelm today by delegating or even eliminating tasks from your to-do list so that you can focus and work efficiently and effectively on the most important tasks. Then we talked about the concept of cleaning your workspace to allow for efficiency to flow. Creating focus will allow you to serve your clients 
with a filled tank of compassion and empathy. It will help you creatively offer choices and ideas when your clients feel stuck. And it will keep you excited about meeting with your clients each and every day. I hope today's tips and ideas got your mind going and you are excited to hone in and find a focus as a pathway to improving your efficiency this month. In the next two episodes, we're going to talk about the myths and truths behind multitasking and more practical tips for increasing efficiency through focus. Once we have the basics covered, in the final week of the month, we will dig in and apply what we have learned with our Put It In Action Challenge. This month, I have a PDF planner and podcast planned to help you craft a meaningful, effective, and efficient continuing education plan. If you want to jump right in to becoming more efficient, be sure to join our ongoing conversations on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And of course, send me your picture of your cleaned up workspace so that we can celebrate together. You'll find that I try to keep these podcasts brief to fit your schedule with ease, but still keep them filled with information to inspire you. If you find you want more than these brief podcasts can offer, be sure to join the Coaching Hive VIP waitlist at BeHealthyHive.com. The Coaching Hive is a membership that empowers coaches to take a focused approach to learning with a new topic, masterclass, Q&A session, and materials every single month. We even have a private mentor community to collaborate through the month on goals, troubleshoot when you feel stuck, and provide inspiration to keep you going. I hope to see you in the hive soon and back here next week for another podcast. See you next time.